0: Good day to you. I want to talk to you about a parable in Luke sixteen, um, the unjust steward, or the unjust manager, is how it's labeled here. Uh, I'm reading in the Amplified Bible now. This is in Luke sixteen, and we're gonna. I'm gonna say that really it's the first thirteen verses, and I just want to read this and kind of go over this as we go through it. I have a notion as to how I understand this. And I want to relay that, um, now it could be, I will come back in a year or two from now and my understanding of this might, might be a little better, might change a little bit, or it might stay exactly the same. But for right now, I just want to go over this and, and propose these ideas uh, from this. Okay, so this is Luke chapter 16. Verse 1, Now Jesus was also saying to the disciples, There was a certain rich man who had a manager of his estate, and accusations against this man were brought to him that this man, this manager, was squandering his master's possessions. So he called him and said to him, What is this I hear about you? Give an accounting of your management of my affairs, for you can no longer be my manager. The manager of the estate said to himself, What will I do since my master is taking the management away from me? Now notice, he doesn't claim that he's not doing these things. <laughs> notice that he accepts his guilt, so obviously he is guilty of this, okay? I'm just going to go with that, okay? We're just going to roll with that because obviously there is no disputing that he is guilty of this, okay? Okay. Now, that, that would change this parable, I think, totally, if there was some dispute. But there is no dispute. He's guilty. So he's like, oh, no. Okay, I'm losing my job. So what am I going to do? You know, I'm not strong enough to dig for a living, and I am ashamed to beg. I know what I will do so that when I am removed from the management, people who are my master's debtors will welcome me into their homes. So here's his plan. Before I'm moved out of my position, while I still have this position and I can do something, I'm going to act. I'm going to do something. So he summoned his master's debtors one by one, and he said to the first, How much do you owe my master? He said, A hundred measures of olive oil. And he said to him, Take your bill and sit down quickly and write 50. So he's just going to cut it in half right there. He's going to say, You know, you only owe 50 now. Then he said to another, How much do you owe? And he said, A hundred measures of wheat. And he said to him, Take your bill and write 80. So immediately slashing 20 off the top, maybe there was some reason he couldn't cut that in half, but anyway, he's like... And, now this is where it gets weird. And his master commended the unjust manager, not for his misdeeds, but because he had acted shrewdly, by preparing for his future unemployment. For the sons of this age, the, the non-believers, the, the, uh, the people who don't believe in Christ, are shrewder in relation to their own kind, that is, to the ways of the secular world, uh, than are the sons of light, the believers. And what this is saying is, here here is this guy, was shrewd in his dealing with other He knew other people were corrupt and um, willing to deal unjustly as he was. And so he made preparations here for his unemployment to get on their good side so that hopefully he could, maybe he could receive other employment or like he says somewhere that uh, he would be able to uh, be accepted into their homes. So verse nine, and I tell you, Learn from this, make friends for yourselves for eternity by means of the wealth of unrighteousness. That is, use material resources as a way to further the work of God. So that when it runs out, they will welcome you into the eternal dwellings. So use the material resources we have here at, on, in this world, on, on earth, and use them shrewdly. To help others, it doesn't mean we have to be unjust, and we certainly shouldn't do like this guy is doing. Okay, (laughs) he's being dishonest, but he's he's making a preparation for himself, and he's making friends. He's making friends through his um, giving them a break, you know, and we honestly could do the same in just helping others and being kind to others and using worldly possessions to, to gain favor with others. And I, I don't mean that in a bad way, but let's say, I've, I've, I've used this uh, example recently, um, but let's say you have someone who is in need and, and they're not a Christian, but they're in need. You can help them out, you know, and then maybe... By gaining their favor by helping them, then maybe you can talk to them about the Lord, or maybe you can, you know, get uh, them to even help you with some endeavor. Who knows? But uh, you know, there's there's a number of good things there. Though I honestly think you should do it and try to bring them to the Lord rather than to get help yourself. But who knows? I can't speak to your situation. If you had a situation where you really need help, this person could help you, and if you helped them, then maybe they would help you. I think everybody could understand that trade, right? But um, if you know, if you can help them and get them out of their bad situation, then that would that would predispose them to perhaps listen to you and to perhaps listen to you about God and uh, further further God's work through that that method. And see, that's something that we sometimes we fail to do. We don't help um, the poor and the needy enough to predispose them to want to come to church and want to be a part of God's kingdom. I'm just saying. I'm not saying that's always. I'm sure some people do. I'm just saying that sometimes it seems that we do not do enough. You know, and this is part of that shrewdness, part of knowing that if you help people out of their need, if you help them, then you can gain favor favor with them and use that to further God's work. Now, there are a few verses left to go, and this is slightly different, but still, this is, to me, this is, this is part of the explanation, or at least part of the summation of the parable. Verse 10, He who is faithful in a very little thing is also faithful in much, and he who is dishonest in a very little thing is also dishonest in much. Therefore, if you have been, not been faithful in the use of earthly wealth, Who will entrust the true riches to you? If we are not using our abundance that God gives us here on earth, if we are not using that faithfully to help others and to do for others, then then why would God entrust us with true spiritual wealth and riches in, in the life to come? And if you have not been faithful in the use of that earthly wealth, which belongs to another, whether God or man, and of which you are a trustee, which everything really belongs to God, but he has given us these things, who will give you that which is your own? So, in other words, you know, if, if, you, if you have not been faithful in the use of that, the earthly stuff, then who will give you that which is your own, of the, of the spiritual? No servant can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will stand devotedly by the one and despise the other, you cannot serve both God and mammon. That is, you can't serve God and you know your earthly wealth or possessions or anything else that you trust in and rely on instead of God. So, and that, I believe that's an important thing, points to be made that relate to that parable. They're not just random points thrown out. They relate back to that. We need to be faithful in the resources that God gives us. We need to be faithful and true in those. And we need to be very honest in what we're given and what we can do. And we should be using that correctly um, so that if, so that um, when we use that, we're showing that uh, that we are spiritually minded and that we will you know, we will use those things faithfully here, showing that we will be able to use the spiritual things faithfully in the future. So, alright. I, I think you get the idea, the whole idea here, is about how we use the resources we have, and using them shrewdly and wisely, and uh, being faithful to God in, in our use of these things. Alright. Thank you for listening. Hope you have a wonderful day. Remember to stay safe and watch out for others. And remember that God loves you.